Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Garth Galloway, cricket commentator, joins us. Garth, good afternoon. Welcome. Oh, g'day, Mark. What a wonderful start to the tournament. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it had to come, hadn't it? We hadn't won in Australia since 2011, that test match in Tasmania, which is hard to believe in itself. And without doubt, we have had a big mental block when it comes to Australia. Um, do you just sum that performance up? Um, well, I just thought it was emphatic. Uh, you know, a, a, a quite brilliant performance by New Zealand. I, You know, I haven't been overly optimistic about some of the things that I've seen. And I, I thought that to... To go to Australia to take on that team uh, in the first round of the World Cup, I, I just thought it was a magnificent performance. I mean, as you say, it, I, I suppose it had to come, but it's a question of you know of, of the big players uh, playing well in the big matches, and we hear a lot about Allen and Conway and and so on. Uh, and last night we saw them firing. You know, I, I find it hard to get interested in their performances against uh, you know Ireland, the Netherlands, Scotland, and that mm. tour. Uh, over there, but when you see them coming out and playing as as they did, you know, and and, and again, we, in that home series with Bangladesh and Pakistan, I thought there were a few more questions than answers in that series. So for them to turn up in the way that they did, you have to give an enormous amount of credit to Gary Stead and his coaching team, to Kane Williamson, the captain, and those senior players. That you know, the role of again Bolt and Salvi and so on. Just, just extraordinary. So, so you know, New Zealand cricket fans should be very, very pleased. And it really means that uh, you know, unless they have a, a you know banana skin game against uh, Sri Lanka or or one of these sides, Mark, they should probably qualify. Yeah, I, I want to ask you this though, Garth, because I know you've been and you, you've sort of pl- touched on it there, and I've been the same. We've been critical of Stead and Williamson, maybe just been a little bit too conservative, not taking enough risks. Yeah. Have we, from that performance last night, has there genuinely now been a conscience? A con- a conscious shift here that we're not going to win this unless we throw, throw caution into the wind and actually play positively. And are we likely to see this approach yeah. now for the rest of the tournament? That's what it looked like to me. Uh, I, I think the way that they've played Alan um, in, in the build-up games and so on, they've clearly just given him the license to go and hit. And, and, and yesterday, last night, uh, you know, it came off. Uh, thankfully, and it was wonderful. Look at his innings. 42 runs from 16 balls, Mark. Mm. Eight of those balls he hit boundaries, five fours and three sixes. Uh, you know, a strike rate of 262. I think that's how you're going to see him play. Uh, and I think if New Zealand are to win the tournament or to get into the semi-finals, that's exactly the approach that they have to take. They're not going to get there uh, by allowing other sides to dictate. They have to go out and do exactly what they did last night. And I thought it it did recognise a change in approach. I also thought, you know, Williamson's innings, uh, 23 from 23 balls, doesn't sound outstanding. But again, you know, when, when he's there with Conway, and Conway's scoring at a strike rate of over 150, you know, again, I thought Williamson did a very good job. Uh, his bowling changes were excellent. Uh, I thought he used his spinners, something I've been critical of in the past, very well. You know, Santner's performances in Australia with white ball have been very good over a long period. Um, I thought he bowled beautifully. Good to see Sodi getting a confidence booster. He was my, I guess, Mark, the worry a little bit in Australian conditions where the ball does bounce a little bit more, but his looseness can make him very expensive. Mm. And again, Salvi, you know, two, two overs in one ball, three for six. 
And it's, it's one of the curiosities of, of New Zealand cricket that, you know, everywhere you go and you talk about cricket with people, uh, you know, you so often hear people saying, well, Southie's just over the hill. I've never rated him. I don't, you know, and I, I, I can't understand this. He's taken 347 wickets at 29. His T20 record is just is outstanding. You know, he's played um, 101 matches, taken 125 wickets at 24, and the strike rate's uh, 8.2, the economy rate, rather. Mm. So he's a terrific contributor and very underrated. And Bolt also two for twenty four from four. Well, well, he looked, um, you know, moderate in terms of some of those other performances. But it also does just highlight, doesn't it, that cricket really hasn't changed. I mean, Glenn McGrath, a wonderful example. It's still line and length. Uh, it seems to be in more recent times, everyone's got sort of caught up and trying to bowl one hundred and fifty kilometres an hour. But put it on line and length, get the ball to move, and you can have a, and get the batsman playing, and you're going to and you're going to take wickets. And, and Southie just typifies that. Yep. Well, you'll certainly do that early on in the innings with a new ball, uh, and then you know later in the innings that, that, that's when you need those variations, Mark, and the ball, you know, those slower deliveries, which some of these um, these uh, bowlers now they perfected really, and it does make it hard for the batsman. But you're right. I mean, I, the thing with Bolt is he's going to swing the ball early on, and it's always going to give him chances. Uh, and Salvi does nip the ball around a little bit, you know, as well. Um, the other thing I thought about the game that I really enjoyed seeing was, you know, uh, Nisham coming up the order a little bit. I thought they used him really well, and I do think he's one of the best finishers in world cricket. Mm. So he was an important part yesterday mm. too and didn't bowl, but he's always there if required. Mm. I want to ask you this. So David Warner, Finch, uh, Mitch Marsh um, clearly have a huge respect for Southey and Bolt. And sometimes with that respect, you might play a little cautiously. Then you get coming into for the New Zealand side, Finn Allen, who really a lot of people haven't heard of, don't know too much about, but he showed zero respect to Pat Cummins, zero respect to Mitchell Stark. Is that the difference, that you've just got to go out there and just believe and put reputation out of your head? Yeah, I think you do, and I think it's much easier, much um much you know, easier said than done. Um, but the players like Warner and Finch and Co. I mean, Finch has been in a lean trot for a long time, as you know. He's captaining this side. He's now pulled out of one-day international cricket. He's struggled a lot. And Marsh, for me, is a player who I always think is vulnerable, Mitchell Marsh, early on. Batting at three, uh, you know, that's, he has a huge responsibility for Australia. Maxwell at four, I thought batted pretty well. Warner, yeah. Um, he was a bit unlucky, wasn't he? Because he got that ball that went around uh, down the leg side and into the pad. So I felt that he he was a bit unlucky, and he is a key player for this Australian side. Mm. But you know, you have to be sanguine about New Zealand's op- opportunities here. Uh, but to, to get away like this, and you contrast it with England's performance against uh, Afghanistan, and England will be one of the tournament favourites as well, Mark. But you know, they stuttered a little bit, I thought, and um, it took them 18 mm. overs and one ball to get that modest total, and most of their top order failing. So if you just look at the, you know, the mentality of the sides, New Zealand cocker. The other thing that's absolutely critical, I think, is to how this tournament might end up for New Zealand, is that their net run rate out of that game, scoring 200 and restricting Australia to, to 111. It, it just makes that net run rate so good for them against one of the top sides. So... You know, it couldn't be better from, from their point of view. Yeah, but how how realistic and how relevant, though, is momentum um, in T20 cricket? I, I mean, can you really get momentum in T20 cricket? I mean, it just seems to me still be such a game of chance. It's almost 50-50. I mean, you look at the bowlers from one match to the next, batters from one match to the next. I mean, you can sort of, I don't know, I sort of sense you can yeah, get momentum with one-day cricket. You can get into a little bit more of a rhythm, but... Is there such a thing in yeah, T20 think, cricket? Yeah, 
I think there's something to that because you can spend, you know, with one day cricket, I, I think it's a, a bit more chess like. You know, we talk about test cricket, mm. how, how the moves get made over a long period of time, and it's like a game of chess. One day cricket, I, you know, I still quite like 50 over cricket because you can see some of those nuances yeah. and, and the adjustments made by captains and so on. Whereas T20 does seem to be, you know, hit and blast and so on. But it doesn't, you know, the top players are, are the ones who are consistent. They continue to score runs and bowl well. You talk about the bowling being about putting the ball in the right area. It is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do think that sides can get momentum and get onto a run. Put it this way, you'd much rather be going into the second game against Afghanistan and the New Zealand side with that win than, you know, mm. if the positions had been reversed last night. And then, then the doubt starts to creep in. I think what the advantage of, of playing in a game like that for this New Zealand side, who must have had doubts after uh, being beaten by Pakistan uh, over here, and I didn't think they played particularly well at home, uh, and, you know, I, I think to take that advantage into the next game, uh, that will help undoubtedly. It'll also give them confidence against playing against England, which, is, of course, is the, is the next main game next uh, Tuesday week. Can you see any changes to this New Zealand team over the next week or so, or do we just stick now with the starting lineup and just, as you said, just continue to build on the momentum? I think, you know, I think I'd like to see them continue to build unless, of course, there are niggles and injuries, in which case you're going to have to protect their players. You know, I do, I do think that's, that's probably their top 11. Uh, you know, people talk about gut, but I can't see a place for him now. Mm. Unfortunately, it has to be Allen and Conway, then uh, Williamson and Phillips. And I quite like what Chapman's done as well uh, in some of those earlier games. So I think that's their top side. Whether they choose perhaps to rest uh, Conway or uh, Allen against Afghanistan, they could do. They've got Sri Lanka on Saturday uh, as well, and that. But that's a game that, again, you know, the Sri Lankan side doesn't look particularly strong. Uh, they lost two to the UAE in, in, in one of those build-up games. But they, are, uh, you know, they're a potential side that New Zealand could slip up against. So in in a way, you you really have to play your top eleven. Um, and, and the other thing, I think, is when you're playing against a side like, like Afghanistan, their uh, spinners are much wanted, you know, and New Zealand at times have not been good players of spin bowling. So you really do want your, your best bat- batters out there taking on those uh, players. Mm. So, so I can't imagine, you know, unless they're protecting niggles and things, like that, I think they probably should play their top 11 each time. How do Australia turn it round? With great difficulty, I think. Uh, you know, that's, that is a massive blow for them. If you think about, they, well, they now have to beat England. So that's the, they've, they've got to do that. Uh, and if they don't, then I don't think they can qualify. Even if they do do that, uh, they've then got to win other games really well, assuming the other games go to form, uh, and try and get that run rate up. But the first thing they've got to do is to try and build some confidence. There's nothing wrong with their attacker. You know, Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, Stoinis and Zampa. Uh, they might want to look at another spin option. Uh, Maxwell could do some more bowling for them, I imagine. The thing that made the difference, and I think you know, other sides could learn from the way that New Zealand uh, played last night, but you've got to have people like Ellen and Conway on form, is you know, they went hard at Stark and Hazelwood and Cummins. And, and I just haven't seen a New Zealand side mm. doing that much in the past. It was a very different approach. And on this occasion, it was one that came off. So, so well done to them. Fantastic. Mm. But Australia massive amount of mental work to do from there, particularly their batters. Mm. Did you happen to watch the NPC final at all? No, I didn't, but I've just watched um, painfully without uh, knowing yeah. the result. Liverpool, Nottingham oh. Forest, which was, that, that was a wasted 90 minutes for a Liverpool fan. Good grief.
Well, at least your sons can't gloat because they drew one all with United. They did. One of them's actually playing in a quarterfinal in the uh, National Club under-19s up in Napier and at 5 o'clock. Cashmere Technical through to the, the only South Island side there, Mark, and they're into the quarters, so they've done oh, well. No, brilliant. Well done to him. Good on him. Clearly got his mother's talent. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? They, they, all of the kids have got their mother's looks and height, and the only thing I've given them is hay fever. They all start sneezing at about this time of year. Brilliant, brilliant, Garth Galloway. Lovely to have you on the programme. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good on you, Mark. Cheers. Cheers. Garth Galloway be it. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.